We're joined now from uh, Brisbane, head coach of the Vodafone Warriors, Nathan Brown, who's uh, had, uh, I'm sure, uh, I don't know, did you have a, a restless sleep, Nathan, after what happened last night? Because that was one for the ages. You simply do not see halves of football like that. It was uh, astonishing and pretty pretty upsetting. I'm supposed to be the, on the wrong end of that, mate. Yeah, very disappointing. Barca, it's obviously, uh, like, uh, you know, when you go through stuff like that, you don't uh, sleeping's probably not the, on the forefront of what happened. Yeah, yeah. obviously, Lane Bitten have a bit of a stare at the ceiling and probably as you summed it up best is, you know, over the journey of my life as a player and a coach, I've been through some some sort of heavy scores against and heavy scores for. But uh, when it generally sort of happens in the start of the game in the first half, and it's sort of probably based a bit around an attitude type of thing. And then obviously in the first half the other day, you know, obviously probably, you know, if truth be told, probably a touch unlucky not to be leading at half time. So to, to see what happened in the next sort of 30, 35 minutes was there yeah, was hard to get our head around. Super hard. You said last night in the press conference that when you get back, you have a word and then uh, you know relook at what happened. What was the word that you've had with with the camp with the players after that? Uh, look, we had a just a, a quick chat this morning back at the motel and just showed a couple of quick pictures to our sort of younger outside backs. You know, we've got a fair sort of number of younger backs there. We're probably on an early part of a journey of a footy crew, and that's where truth being told, that's where most of the trouble sort of happened, yeah, and on both sides of the field and they've been doing a good job and um, obviously things got a little bit out of control in, in those areas of the field yesterday and when they did, uh, I suppose a team like the Storm, they, they certainly don't go away from you. They, when they find a little chink, they certainly keep challenging and we, we sort of struggled to probably refind our groove or refind our refine the, the game that we've been sort of that some of those boys have been, been coming up with in the previous week, so well, you know, there's been a few chats and then a few chats with a few other people individually, but at the end of the day, mate, that uh, the result is bad as it was, and as disappointed as we all are, we have got a game in a few days' time again against Canberra, so we need to we certainly need to dust ourselves off and start getting our head around getting our attitude right for the for the Raiders. You mentioned that some players gave up. That's a horrible thing for a coach to have to say about any of his playing staff. I'm presuming you're not going to name them, but what's their response been to that kind of assertion that they have given up in a game? Yeah, look. Sometimes, you know, giving up can be many different ways. You know, sometimes it's, uh, I suppose, some people, you know, find themselves in some situations where they don't know how to get their way out of it. You know, they haven't had the experiences, I suppose, some of them. And, and sometimes it's not that they actually go out of their way to give up, but they feel that they get involved, they're going to let their teammates down. So subconsciously not being involved can actually, they feel, can be to the benefit of the team. So sometimes it's not always a bloke that says, I'm not going to do this, but... As I said, sometimes you know, subconsciously different things can happen, and and you know they you know, you've got some young blokes here that in the early early part of their career that are obviously extremely down at the moment, and, and dealing with these situations is probably a little more difficult than probably what it was back in my day with you know with all the different uh, the media outlets and all the different social media as well, you know. So so having you know, good private conversations with them and 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 help them put things in place so that when they find themselves in situations when things are spiraling a little bit out of control, how we can help them get back. Because at the end of the day, when these things happen, that's when I think we would all certainly agree that over the course of this first part of the year, we've certainly made some pretty reasonable progress, in particular defensively, compared to where we were last year. And when things happen like that in the second half, the first thing is the head coach got to do with yourself too. So it's, uh, it's they're very disappointing from my point of view, but I've got to have a look at where'd we get it wrong, where'd we get it wrong so that it went so wrong as well. It's not just a thing where it's easy just to pass the buck on, but 
the end of the day when a performance like that happens as, as a head coach, you've got to take, you know, a, a huge chunk of the responsibility, you know, a high, high chunk of responsibility has got to fall back on, back on myself. Well, we've talked about this before and you obviously looked inside and go, okay, what did we get wrong? Because at the end of that first half, the, obviously Edward Coasey did not have a good time of it, but I recall it was 2007, Manu Vatave up against Parramatta, had a rotten old match, but he ended up having a pretty handy career. So it's, it's important that Edward could go on from there. So what was the energy like at halftime in the shed, knowing that you're only six points adrift, you'd gifted a handful of tries to them. What did you say? Did you detect anything that might be a little strange moving into that second 40? No, not at all, mate. That's uh, what you sort of summed up is pretty much where we sort of saw that Obviously, there were some things we needed to that we wanted to improve, a couple of things we really wanted to focus on, and that wasn't just for our... Edge that was for our middle part for, for you know, both parts of the game, one or two key points in defence and the, the key one with our attack, you know, and and uh yeah, so when as I said, when when we come in like we did and you know, they'd had two sort of length of field intercept tries and one of them should have resulted in a try to us quite obviously. And you know, those sort of big turning points to be where we were, you know, we certainly approached the sheds very positively and the players were quite positive as well. So that's how we approached the game. So we certainly didn't go to the game defeated and we certainly didn't start the game defeated and we come in at halftime, you know, feeling, you know, reasonable that we can address one or two two small issues that we can certainly give ourselves a shot, you know. And obviously, you know, it was an unhappy day for Eddie's again he's what he's about seven or eight games into his career and you mentioned Manu Vadova, I've seen some you know, some wonderful players over the course of the journey at at an elite level in test footy, have horrible days and then bounce back and become some of our greatest players. So it's up to us as, as a staff, you know, obviously to to help Ed and put some things in place. So when he finds himself in some little situations, that he's, he can he can respond in a positive manner because he's again he's a he's a young bloke who's showed some good times of improvement this year. Do you got like the mental skills coach for one of a best a better term like someone that can actually work on the top six inches of players? Is that prevalent in what you do? Yeah, well, I think you know that some people probably need those things. Not all players like it, and it's certainly not a, a thing where the whole group will need to be addressed by any one person. But I think those tools are important, and those people are important for individuals. And, and then you need to find the right person as well. You know, so I know that you know, Sean Johnson's got his under the ones he works with. That Reese Walsh had some conversations with. So it's certainly a, it's certainly something that you know all sports look at. But it's certainly one of those things. That's, probably better than individualised, you know, because certain people really need it, certain people want it, and other people don't need it and don't have any interest in it as well. Yeah, you've got to tailor that. I suppose you've got to tailor your discussions and your, your punishment, your work-ons and like as well. Talk to us uh, around the, the, the injuries. Uh, Josh Curran, it's, uh, is that an ACL, MCL that he's gone? He's, he's out for quite some time? Yeah, Josh has got an MCL. Not, not today we sort of had a cancelled flight this morning and then the delayed one, so we've only just got back to Redcliffe, so... Josh will have a scan tomorrow, I believe, or Thursday, but he's definitely out for the next couple of weeks. But it's an MCL injury, obviously, which is a lot better than ACL. And, you know, they believe that it's intact, so hopefully the, 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 it's a shorter-term one there rather than a longer-term. Um, obviously, Dallin's, Dallin's passed all his, uh, believe it or not, he's passed all his HIA stuff this morning, which is the first part, part of his return. But obviously, with the significance of the knock and the short turnaround, Dallin's unavailable to play this week, but he is recovering quite well and uh, Aaron Perry we, we, we accepted his suspension and we've got a few other bikes with bumps and bruises as, as most clubs have but we'll, again because we've only just got back we'll have a little bit more information on some other people 
as the as, as the week goes. Craig Bellamy mentioned that maybe the team was well affected by that knock to um, Dallin because that was a hideous knock. It, I think it freaked everyone out watching it and watching him lie there motionless and prone on the ground. It probably shouldn't have an effect on the team seeing their teammate sprayed like that, but do you think it did? Oh, look, certainly what happened was, you know, we'd, we'd uh, lost Josh just before and then to lose Dell. You know, we lost a couple of players and then we had to... You know, get one or two younger players to play positions that you know aren't foreign to them, or ones they've done done any work in, and and it's uh, it's not an excuse. That's just what did happen. Though our, our resilience needs to get better as a club, there. You know, so we we had a few hurdles, and you know, early this year we had twelve men against Tigers for the last sort of period of the game, and and we we found a way to hang in there and win, and we needed to find a way to hang in there better yesterday under under a bit of adversity, and that's a a big learning one for us, but it's, it's certainly we certainly didn't respond well to losing Dale. There's no doubt about that, and that's something as a club that we, you know, we've got to look at, and we've got to address and get better at. Well, at least you got the same spine. I think four weeks running now, you got to enjoy that for this game against Canberra. And just uh, one last thing, tell us about uh, Dajan Asi. Is that how you pronounce his name? This uh, new bloke you've just signed in a flash, and he's um, well, he's already on the extended bench. Yeah, well, he's been on the radar for a little while, Dajan. Um, you know, he's not someone that just sort of popped up. He's someone that. Uh, Hodge had been sort of watching for a while and looking at it, and had a previous conversation with his with, with his uh, agent a while ago. And as it's turned out, you know the cows are are quite strong in that position at the moment, and and Dijon's not getting the game any years off contract. You know, so for our situation, we've got um, we've got um, Ash Taylor, whose who's things aren't going great with him at the minute with his hip. You know, it's not looking like a short term problem at the moment. So um, we've, we've lost Ash for sort of longer term and. And then once you lose another half, you're very, very skinny, you know. So he's not someone that's just sort of popped up all of a sudden that the the club was keen on. And so the club's been looking at him for a while. He's a very talented young player, and he, he is a young Kiwi kid as well, which which obviously you know doesn't have to fit the mould. It is nice if you can if you can bring someone to the organisation that certainly fits that culture, you know. And, and he's a, he's a player we're excited about getting. So whether he's you know, ready to play in the shorter term or whether he needs a few weeks training, that'll be determined over the course of the journey. But you know, we're quite excited to have him. We're very grateful for the cows. You know, being in a position where they're quite strong to, you know, to be able to allow, allow us to get him. Because you know, he's sort of a player that you know we feel with some opportunity, and and he's uh, he certainly can bring something and, and and earn himself a contract, whether it be here or somewhere else. Well, it's my second favourite team helping out my favourite team. I like it when a story goes well. Nathan, always appreciate the time you take to join us here on Sports Talk, even after games like that. Back on the horse again. Up against Canberra come Saturday afternoon. We'll be there because fans don't go away. Thanks for your time, Nathan. Cheers, mate.